We are back for an all-new episode on this beautiful Friday. I'm recording from sunny California for the first time in this new version of the podcast. Now, if it's not sunny where you are, just know that I'm sending you lots of sunshine and positive vibes your way. Okay, real quick, in these cold and cloudy days of winter... If you're interested in boosting your immune system, I think colostrum is mega underrated when it comes to health. Colostrum promotes total body health by enhancing immune function, gut health, and athletic recovery. Here's the deal. My brothers have been pretty sick recently, and my sister and I did not get sick, and we are convinced it's because we've been taking colostrum. My go-to is Keon colostrum, and I just mix it right in my smoothie. It's great. Order yours at getkeon.com. Use my code RIKER for 10% off products, 15% off bundles, and 20% off subscriptions. Our guest today is comedian and film producer Brandon Johnson. Brandon shares stories from college football and battling his way to almost the NFL to now being a father and making movies. All right, let's sit back and relax or lean forward and be uncomfortable. Your choice. It's Glass Half Full. So much wasted energy on seeing glasses half empty So let me be your fresh caffeine And I can top you off In case you missed it I'ma keep it, keep it, keep it optimistic Optimistic Riker, you said you, before we were, we're gonna break the fourth wall a little bit You said you needed a haircut I do need a haircut, yeah It's a, what, it's a little what, long what, um, and, You know, out here in Colorado, <laughs> it's like, it's been cold and snowy, so I've just been wearing hats, and um, but I'm yeah, going. So yeah, I got, a, I got a hot date tonight, and I, they're not okay. going to let me wear a hat. So I'm trying to figure out what, how I'm going to style this. Oh, let's I, go. My my hair lady is uh, out of town. Yeah. So do you usually do? Are you a barber guy, a stylist? Because I know you guys all have pretty good hair in that family. So I didn't know what the situation was. So I out here in Colorado, I've been getting my hair cut from the same lady since I was about 16. Wow. And uh, she just understands my lingo. You know, I can show her a photo of what I'm looking for, and she she delivers. And then there is another lady in California that also is very good um, that I'll use if I'm out there. But, yeah, I, I have this, this just these two ladies that I've been using forever. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Well, speaking of being clean cut and suave and always looking to the nines, our guest today it, yes. on the pod, glass half full, we got – Comedian, filmmaker, former NFL player, professional football all player. The, way. the man does it all. We got Brandon Johnson on the pod today. Yes, this Brandon. is a big one for me. Dear Always friend, love of mine. meeting a fellow filmmaker. Let's go. Welcome oh, yeah. to the show. Let's do yeah. it. Let's we all are very like minded in that regard. And um, yeah, Brandon, how you doing, man? It, it's it's good to see you. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, me and Brandon met. Uh, at a comedy show, um, Sea Legs, I think it was in Huntington Beach. Uh, it was. It's like this right, Sea Legs. Right. What a name! Yeah, right. It's it's like an outdoor venue, and you're. It's literally like on the sand. Um, uh-huh. It's not. It's. Not, I don't know how. How would you assess those shows? They they were cool, but it's kind of hard to do outdoor comedy, don't you think? Yeah, you know the sound just uh, it doesn't sit in there, so you don't know if the laughs are getting there or switch subjects and. You know, it's a bunch of booze and people out on the beach all day, so it's a little rowdiness. So you gotta, you gotta really work for the, the lives out there on the beach, man. Nothing's in your advantage yeah. out there at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the deep end of the comedy, I, I imagine. Uh, you know, you're you're thrown into the deep 
spend your outside. It's a. Uh, it sounds sounds like it's more difficult. <laughs> as as difficult as comedy already is, it sounds like it's the harder version. Absolutely, for sure. And um, we're we're both similar in that we played football, and you played at a much higher higher level than me. But we both were kind of dedicated to that grind and went through that whole uh, passion of it and everything. And then we've gotten to stand up. So I, I've always been curious to ask you, like, what uh, what made you get, get, pursue entertainment and, and, and being funny and getting into stand-up post your football career? And if you want to let the people know, too, like, what, like what, where you had gone to college and played and, like, where you had gone and, like, how you transitioned that into what you're doing now. I think that's really interesting. Well, you know, I went to college. Uh, I, went to, I started off in college when I was going to University of Minnesota and um, – in 98, they had a grade scandal, so uh, scholarship wasn't there uh, after that mess. So um, I ended up going to uh, committing, decommitting, going to Western Michigan University. Um, and, you know, I'm from there trying to make a few teams and stuff like that. And it's, it's really tough. I mean, it's really tough. You got to get somebody to like you and, you know, just uh, bounce around and, and never really got that, that roster spot. But, you know, I, I was able to, to just bounce around and get after it. You know what I mean? I learned that. You know, it's a lot of things that have to take place. I mean, every person that's playing at that level, um, they're they're great players, right? But they also have to have like the support system to get them through, right? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. um it's not a one man band. Now there are some guys that are super talented, that are like mega stars that they were gonna play and God put them on this earth to play that sport. And those are the one percenters, right? But everybody yeah, else is right. in the same boat. So sports in general. Um, help me understand that it takes a village to do anything. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true because I feel like I was, I had told Riker a lot about my come up story too, but I was never the most athletic kid. Like I was not like, I was the last person anyone would ever thought to like play college ball or anything. But I had like my brother who taught me like how to put in the work like in the weight room and I had like a speed training coach that like completely changed my life in terms of like learning how to use my body and how to like change your mind too because that's a lot about how it goes and then you have like a coach can also make or break someone's career as well you know what I mean yeah absolutely I mean if you're not in the right system and scheme and and it's not to help your abilities right you see that all day long you watch I mean, how many guys you see go from one team to the next and then they look like a superstar, right? I mean, prime example, yeah, we right. just saw Goff yeah. go, go to the divisional championship and he, you know, he wasn't the same player when he was with the Rams, right? It was just maybe the system wasn't just cut for him or things like that. So it's all got to, it's all got to align. It's all got to align. For sure. Totally. For sure. And, and, and what and, position yeah, did you play ahead. in college? I was a receiver. Receiver. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That was uh, a long time ago, man. I was a lot, a lot thinner and a lot faster, man. <laughs> dude, no way. You're still so jacked, dude. This no, dude, dude is like I would, a I would Greek pull, guy. I would pull a hamstring shooting a jump shot, let alone <laughs> trying to run a 40. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Your yeah, dad, dude, I, I've always though. said that wide receiver seems like uh, one of the harder positions just because you're getting hit, you know, every play. If you if you if you're good and you're getting the ball, you know that sounds like the sounds like a bruising position to me. You know well, what? I, I never played football. I but. think I think I think the guys that play up front don't get the credit. I mean, think about it. Those guys, like the offensive Thank line, Thank offensive and defensive line, those guys are fighting yeah, every that's play. True. Like they don't get a yeah. playoff. They have somebody in their face every 
single play. <laughs> that's true. You know yeah, I mean? no play so, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No plays off. Yeah, yeah. they're in. I've received. Yeah, uh, that's bad. Yeah, true. Touche. For sure. I also feel like receivers back in the day, I would say too, but like, and I heard Tom Brady talking about it, and I completely agree. I don't know how you feel about this, Brandon, but it's hard for me to watch football these days. I'm not going to lie. Like, I will still watch, but especially as a D lineman with the how the roughing the passer rules are now, I, I can't stand it. Like, anytime <laughs> you even yeah. touch them, it's like, it's a flag. And like, and like now, like, receivers are so, you used to, it used to be hard to run through the middle. You know, you could get, you could get laid out, but like, it's completely changed. I don't know how, how, how you think about it, but. I'm just kind of like, man, I feel like it, football has definitely got a little more soft than to when I, even when I was playing. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, they'll still I mean, I don't I'm not taking anything away from anybody that's out there, right? So like uh, Yeah, for the sure, game, for sure. The game did change. I mean, there's more safety protocols, you know. What's changed for the game for me is to watch a referee change the entire outcome of the game, right? So you look yeah. at yeah. you look at some of these plays where the Chiefs you know, they end up winning the game by a touchdown. But, I mean, that ball was fumbled on the one-yard line, right? That, and so yeah, it was called that. fumble. It was on the one-yard line. It was no touchback. The instant replay changed it, right? But how many times have you seen a flag thrown away from the call and it's an automatic first down? You know, that, yeah. to me, that, that, that yeah. offense got rewarded a first down when the play wasn't even – to that side of the field, right? So you're watching a game be dictated by the refs, but it's just a different game where now your defensive back got to adjust. I know some of the guys I played against that I don't think they would, you know, they're going to get a penalty. They can get a penalty every single play because they're that physical, whether you're getting the ball <laughs> yeah, or not, yeah. right? <laughs> For sure, so yeah. um, I just watched the refs, and I think the refs are now just dictating dictating the game. And so that's what makes it hard to watch. It's like you're like yeah. a flag on the other side of the field, and the camera's not even over there. And then they go to replaying, like, come on, guys. Like, they get a first down yeah, for that. But for sure. that's right. what's made the game so, so different for me. But I, I think they should protect some players and stuff like that. I mean, throwing a flag on some of the quarterback hits, you know, I don't know about some of those flags they throw there. I mean, some of those guys, oh, I mean, man. that's the prize to yeah. knock the quarterback out, right? So, oh, my gosh. Right. That's so, the only thing I wanted to do. I don't. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how to use – I don't know how you – think about this, Bobby. How do you yeah. coach that? How do you coach that? Know, like, man. do you get upset? As, as a defensive line coach, he got the rough yeah. and the yeah, passer call. The penalty. Yeah. Does he get yeah. upset? Because he's telling you to, to, to get after the quarterback, right? To go so, after him, yeah. As a coach right now, you're like – how do you how do you get upset yeah. with your player? Yeah, right. I don't know. That's a good it's point. like why else are we paying these? This right. is why my quarrels. Why else are we paying these quarterbacks a hundred million shake. if Go they're not gonna take? Yeah, yeah. Like they <laughs> they should get some brain damage. Okay, that's why we give them so much money so that they can they can enjoy the lives that they're going to forget from the brain injuries. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Brandon, well, yeah, did you play against anyone or play with anyone that was like? obscenely better than everybody else like i so i play hockey and i have i've asked a couple of my teammates and one of my guys uh played against nathan mckinnon who's arguably one of the best players in the world right now and he was just like yeah dude you it, he would take three strides and he'd be like 30 feet away from me like he was so fast like he was the fastest thing you've ever seen in your life so oh. did you play any against or with anybody where you're just like that's just insane you know oh yeah i've seen i mean I mean, teammates-wise, I played with Greg Jennings, which has a Super Bowl ring. 
receiver oh, yeah. for for the Green yeah. Bay Packers. He was a roommate on the road and stuff like that. So oh, um, nice. he was as a as a wide receiver, man. I mean, that guy had more natural ability and just explosion, and you know, he, he was a great football player. Um, so great, Jennies. I mean, I played against some guys where you're just like, what are we gonna do, right? Like uh, I played against right. Angela Hall, which which is a famous uh, okay. big-time quarterback. I mean, he was physical as all get out, super strong. I mean, every guy that's that's great that they that they say is really good, trust me, guys, they're not making a mistake on that. They're really good. <laughs> like, is that simple? Like, right, yeah. like yeah. I sit up here and I watch people go like, oh, he's really not that good. No, guys, he might just be having a bad day or off day at work, yeah. but he's really good. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> okay. Um, no, when someone says they're really, really good, I never question that. I always respect it because I know how much talent that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And a lot of work, too. Oh, no. Yeah, the work. I mean, uh, you yeah. can't have talent without the work. You know what I mean? There's, sure. a, a, few, there's yeah. a few people that can wake up and, and get by, you know, but they still got to sharpen that tool. You know, it's all the muscle. Yeah. It's all the skill set. Yeah, for sure. So how did you go from football, college to – is that what you played? You played in uh, college or did you yeah. go uh, NFL? So, no, I, I never really made the roster. I was always bouncing around, you know what I mean, trying to make the okay. roster and stuff like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, that, that took place and stuff like that. So how'd you get it? So how'd you go? What what was the transition like into uh, comedy and filmmaking? Oh, God. So, you know, I had to make a living. So I actually went into um, – I was in the aerospace industry before. Um, so I got my oh, degree. No I was in, yeah, I was in school. I got my degree. And uh, I came out to California working in the aerospace industry. So I worked for uh, a bunch of aerospace manufacturing companies for a while. Um, and kind of built so up. give us a little, like for the, the average person that doesn't know what aerospace stuff, like what, what give us a quick uh, rendition. The average of what dumb person doing. like me. Stop it. So, <laughs> this is really um, just for Bobby. <laughs> so, you know, um, all the cabin interiors, so your seats, anywhere from your seats, the overhead bins, the IFE and flight and entertainment. I worked for all, pretty oh, much wow. some of the companies that did some of those companies don't want to mention to get your podcast in trouble, but uh, you know, some of the big guys that actually <laughs> yeah, what's going on? What's going like on that. with the with the doors flying out? Like, did you hey, know? I don't know, on? man. I never worked on a door, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting me caught up in that. Wow. Okay. So that's so. So you're move, moving out to California, doing that. So you know, when you build up a nest egg, you know what I mean. You want to take a risk, right? You want to do something yeah. you always wanted to do, right? But you, you know, I'm you have to have some kind of funds and flexibility to, to start a company, to start filmmaking. Filmmaking is not a, it's not a, a hobby you can do that's cheap to really make an impact. Right. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to have some income and residual income and have some, have some money to invest in, in that. So um, after I felt comfortable after many years, I said, Hey, let's, let's start it. I always wanted to, to produce a movie and started to learn how to do it. And so the only way to do anything is to just do it. You know, there's so many people, right. And, and you're going to make your mistakes along the way, but you're making your mistakes at that level, right? So any mm-hmm. mistakes or mishaps I've had, I can say I, I've made a movie. I understand it. Um, I know how not to make those mistakes again. Um, right. and, and it's also building a team. I mean, that's what you're, you're, you're losing, you know what I mean? The, the losses you take are the losses you'll never take again because you're building that core group. Um, to, to make a film, to, to be a production company. So that my transition was, and my dream was to always um, be a producer. Um, stand-up comedy was always a dream. I just, it's like, the, like after I did the film, I'm like, you know what? 
I can do it. So I just need to figure out how to get on stage. And, and one, right. one day I was at a show and I'm like, took a shot at the producer, which is a meta med and said, Hey, I can, <laughs> I can get up there. And you know, the guy put me on, didn't even know who I was. And after that, <laughs> oh, you know, it just, of course, oh, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. What a guy. Yeah. So, um, it all just comes together, but so many people just are so much in the planning phase of everything that they right. never take the steps. Yeah. And um, to just actually start the ball in motion, nothing's going to be perfect. You're always going to have to rework something or reprocess something. Yeah. But um, if you take the steps and, and if you love it, you'll pretty much do it for free. And then you'll figure out like, okay, how do I continuously scale this and scale it even faster? It's the yeah. way right. I look at things, you know? So sure. that's where I'm at. I'm in the scaling process where now, you know, my production company, um, b2b entertainment is now starting a podcast company so uh we'll be oh, offering nice. podcasts um we have all the set up the switchboards um all the equipment i mean it's a theatrical level equipment you know i have four cameras all the lighting everything that needs to be done i mean i just need to now get the, the clientele which you know we'll be starting up at the end of this month we got a a couple uh, heavy hitters that will want to start a podcast, either looking to start a podcast or people need the equipment to shoot a podcast. So mm-hmm. we offer both, right? So um, it just works away. Scaling, we're yeah, in the scaling sure. aspect of our business. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what? How many? Uh, how many movies have you produced so far? Oh God, um, I think maybe six to seven shorts. And one Six or seven feature. shorts, okay, and one full and, uh, feature. Oh man, yeah, that's the, so cool! The, Congratulations. The, the Chimera effect, yeah. right? The Chimera, the Chimera effect. effect is on yeah. Apple, Dude, Amazon. It's good. You should yeah. watch it, Riker. We, I watched. Yeah, it. We won, like, oh yeah, definitely. Awards. You know, yeah. it's uh, some up and coming actors and actors. Did you do the? You, you guys do the film festival circuit? Yeah, we we did that, and uh, again, that's uh, it was a learning experience yeah. uh, there as well. Like I said, everything that film offered as a learning experience is is monumental for everything that goes in front of me now all the way from the distribution contracts to understanding um pre-production storyboarding laying things out i mean i'm working on an animation project with bobby right now he sent over his yeah. voiceover work that's that's killer and i mean Sweet. that's all based on a storyboard i mean and yeah and you know my animator need about three months to get the things done and once that's wrapped up you know we'll go to a couple eps um that would like to possibly join on the project with us and then we'll start shopping it and i think it's going to be a it's going to be a unique project that i think is going to be an easy sell nice man yeah i love that you're just He's doing it you know yeah. you like you have these dreams and you're just going for it and i think you said something so great there is you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna learn and make your mistakes along the way but then you're learning from those mistakes that's mm-hmm. so true in in any aspect and and you're 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 getting after it and and making things happen i love that man good for you well, you think about this, right? You look at some of these projects where you're like, oh, man, they made, you know, Zuckerberg on the, the virtuality world that he's building. I mean, he's made, what, maybe billions of dollars of mistakes on that thing. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. guess what? If anybody wants to start one, they're going to go to him first for advice. I mean, yeah. the man has already, he's already lost enough, but it may work out for him in a long haul. He may take these losses now to be one day you'll see him a chairman of something totally up because he... He was groundbreaking. So I just tell people, and I use the model, it's like you have to just actually take action. Just yeah, take the yeah, action so and do it. You know, if if you just fall forward, you're further yeah. along than when you just stood there trying to plan it out. 
Yeah, especially in Hollywood, like it's all a lot of it is all talk, and I feel like it's like no one's got <laughs> that action, boss, like Marshawn Lynch would say, you know, like, and uh, I think it's real, and that's why I really respect both of you guys because I've seen both of you guys, I I saw you throughout the process of uh, creating and putting out the Chimera effect, and I saw Riker, he he made a movie called Aliens on Halloween. It was he he just. He wanted to make a movie. He funded it himself. He shot it. Whole cast crew took it on the like film festival circuits like circuit. Like those are the kind of people like I want to be around. Like people that aren't waiting for the opportunities, but they create their own opportunities. You know, and like that's I think really the way to go to invest in yourself. And and actually, I don't know if you watched the F Breaker. I don't know if you've seen it, Brandon. But the I can't stop talking about it, but the Sylvester Stallone documentary on Netflix. Uh, I know you were telling me. About oh, dude. oh, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm so fired up. Thing, I cannot wait to watch. So it. good. But like that. No, I watch that too, and it's it's oh, dude, watch it, Brandon. You'll love it. It's all about what we're talking about. This guy, nobody was taking a chance with for him. He he was only getting cast as the thug. They told him he would never make it. Uh, You know, people were telling him to wait, and he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna write movies like for me. I'm just gonna write roles for myself, and I'm just gonna work and work and work. He was writing like ten hours a day. And he, you know, and then someone finally like picked up Rocky. They didn't want him to be in it, but he stuck to his guns. He turned down like a bunch yeah. of money, and then he ended up being in it. And like everyone was like, "It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good." And then it like you know, obviously the rest was history from there. But it, it's it's really cool. But I, I really respect that, and and uh, I think it's there's a big, I, and I think it, and then uh, you know, Riker comes from from music, and I think it's sort sort of similar to like the upbringing in in sports too, where it's a lot of it is like just dedicating to the grind and, and, and taking action in order to like uh, succeed because you know unless you're yeah, born you into it no one's really going to give I, you a handout yeah no i've always said it you you got to you got to commit 10 years and then that's when you'll see if if you're successful after 10 years and that that's because you put the time in mm-hmm. that's that's really the 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 secret i think ingredient is you just got to be willing to put in 10 years of of hard work and then yeah. we'll see what happens. But speaking yeah. of other documentaries, uh, Arnold, do you have, have you guys seen that one? No, that one pretty good. Fantastic. The same thing, Bobby. Like he sets the guy sets goals and achieves them. It's that That's the awesome. simplest format of Arnold. Like he's, <laughs> you will love it, Bob. It's <laughs> okay. Fucking, I'm watching so that good. tonight. Yeah. So you know that's the the thing that I think I had to learn is um when you listen to like the Sylvester Stallones and you listen to people at that level, right. It looks different now for us. Right. So what makes it look different Mm -hmm. from us is, you know, those days I just, I don't say it wasn't as hard. I just say it looks different. Like this guy had to show like his tenacity and writing and keep knocking on the door. Right. But now I feel like the way it works out is you have to be a brand. You have to have a podcast. You have to have social media. You have like, if you don't come as a brand that they can scale fast, they're not going to just take a script and say, you're the next writer. You know what I mean? Mm, I just think you, I just think when you look at it, like everyone that like makes that leap now, they're coming as multifaceted brands. Like Taylor Swift doing movies now to, Possibly she's gonna win a Super Bowl, right? So I mean, <laughs> you know, you right. just just look at like you're like, damn, how much can this girl do in a yeah. in, in a year, right? I mean, yeah. so you have to be super like dynamic these days for sure. Yeah, yeah, you got to kind of have the whole package, or or at least a lot of the package uh, yeah. as as an individual, and yeah, as a brand, like you said. Mm-hmm. 
So tell me about uh, the Chimera effect. I'm, I tell us all, tell all the listeners in two. So we it's on. We can rent it on Amazon and Apple, kind of a thing. Amazon, Apple. I think it's. You think you can watch it on like Tubi as well. Um, it's okay, still, it's still out there on Tubi. Yeah, um, but it's a, it's a psychological thriller. Um, it's okay. a young lady that's uh, a parasitic twin, um, and um, she she doesn't know she was a twin. She lost you know being a parasitic twin, not knowing that her mother was pregnant with, with two. But um, she kind of comes unraveled. You watch her world comes unraveled, and Justin Bobby from The Hills is in it. So uh, it's his, oh, okay. his debut acting a little bit, and he did a fantastic job. I mean, like I said, for putting the team together and every everyone did their best, and that's all I ask. Like, everybody just do their best. We finish, we wrap it up, and then we let everyone make the decision if it's a good movie or not. And uh, I, think yeah. it's a, I think it's a great movie. You know, you're always going to be – it's funny. When you make a movie, you're compared to something where you're like – well, damn, if I'm going to be compared to a $30 million budget, I, I think we won, guys. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think our, our half a million versus your 30 is, is is pretty damn good if we're in that conversation. So, um, But the filming and, and all it takes to make a film is, is what makes it a very amazing experience, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's the bonding, it's the the late nights, early morning, it's the, oh shit, what happened on set? You know, you're always trying to figure it out. You're always problem solving those yeah. entire 10 to 15 days of shooting. So you may go in with a plan, but you're problem solving every single day. Yeah, that's so true. Absolutely. Now, how did yeah. the project come about? Did you write it or did you find the script or? No, I challenged both of my, um, I challenged two of my friends, two of my buddies uh, at the time, uh, um, hey, let's write a script. I want a psychological thriller and I want to be female led. I wanted to check some boxes that I knew if we check these boxes, it would stand out. Right. Yeah. And yeah, being a female led film, being in the thriller world. And then I didn't want to go R. I wanted to be more PG-13. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure we can uh, open up um, the views on it. You know, a lot of rated R, you kind of lose some people there. And then I didn't want to be too gory. I didn't want to cross over into horror, even though horror does really well. Um, yeah. I think... I think horror only has two ways of winning. Horror has to be really, really, really good or really, really, really fat. So I, I was looking at it as from that <laughs> aspect of it. Right. Yeah, and, um, that's so funny. It's got to so, be amazing it's or it's got to be so terrible it's funny. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we were in a sweet spot. And those guys, they, they, the writers did well. Uh, Carlos Butler, Butler uh, did a phenomenal job. Uh, Eli Chance, uh, those two wrote the script, uh, produced. Uh, Carlos Butler was also producer, the first time director, African American male. And it was uh, our DP, a director of photography, Marlon Paul. It was his first feature. So everyone's first feature. Nice. Oh, that's and, so exciting, um, man. And exactly like the, the blood, sweat, tears, and actually yeah. finish. And everybody's like, oh, man, yeah. we did it. So it was just, it was a, it was a great feeling for all of us. That's so cool. cool. Congratulations. And and so uh, make sure our listeners, if you're into those psychological thrillers, the Chimera effect, check it out. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to add that to the watch list. Very cool. Appreciate it. And Brandon makes a pretty nice cameo, too, I will say. Oh, right oh, on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you got to. You got to put yourself in, your, in the movie. It, you know? Oh, absolutely. A thousand percent, right? You got to make sure SAG knows that like, you want to be uh, eligible, right? You got to <laughs> check. You got to have every box checked, man. You got to be multifaceted, man. You can't, you know, you can't sit on the sidelines. You got to get in the game. A hundred percent. That's right. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, go, and going off of that, I have an interesting question for you, too, is, um, like, obviously, so it's really cool that you – you were able to dictate it 
to kind of know what the market would, would, would want in order for it to even become a reality. So how do you balance visions of things that you really want to do, but also maintain the realistic aspect of what you know can actually be made? You know what I mean? I think a lot of people are really interested in filmmaking, but they want to make this movie that's $30 million sci-fi. You know what I mean? It's like, that's great, but like you don't want to tell someone not to like come up with the stories that they're interested in, but like how do you think is the best way to balance your ideas with also being realistic? Well, that's just kind of, it's kind of difficult. I mean, it depends on what hat you put on, right? Yeah. Like as a writer, I tell a writer to write, write exactly how you want, like mm. how it comes to fruition for you, right? Yeah. I mean, J.K. Rowling said, why probably, she probably watches the, you know, Harry Potter's and want to pull her hair out, right? I mean, based on what she's written, right? Yeah. And because I mean that that's one scope, right? And then you got to say, okay, what's going to move the story fast, right? Because we only got ninety minutes to tell this story, right? Uh, if you're lucky, right? And then you got to mm -hmm. say to yourself, okay, is that really that important, right? And then always listen to everybody's idea. As soon as you, you start putting your ego in front and it means a lot to yeah. you, it may not mean enough to everyone else, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to trust that everybody else is going to say the best idea wins, right? Um, yeah. Perfect example is the opening scene was like, how do we shoot a funeral, right? Like, do we need a casket? Do we need this? Do we need that? And our director of photography was like, no, let's just get a, let's just go to the cemetery, you know, get that space, rent that space. I can shoot it to make it look like a funeral. We can we can do that without a casket and a body because you know that would have spent another $25,000 on the budget, right? So right. again, it's one of those things like you have to listen to everyone on the team, you have to put your ego aside and everybody has to say the best idea wins, right? Yeah. Cuz it's not it's going to you're going to run into that every single day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So story true. is king. You gotta, you gotta do what supports the story. Hundred percent. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. Yeah, it so, just it. Oh, go ahead. So, 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 making your movie. What was your, what was your experience? Right. What, what was your experience like? For me, it was like uh, just the best t time ever. <laughs> I mean, it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, we I. I basically, I we were at, I was at a Halloween party, and I thought, how funny would it be if this alien, this guy was dressed as an alien? I thought, how funny would it be if that was actually an alien, and he was like talking to these girls, and he was like from outer space, and then I was just like, oh, that's a cool idea. So I went off and and uh, wrote it. This was like right as the pandemic and everything was happening, so I didn't have anything else going on, so I just wrote it, and then I did a, I had a table read uh, with some friends, and. Uh, it was like, oh, this actually is is pretty funny. It's a, it's it's got some legs, and um, like around Halloween, we got I just got people together that wanted to wanted to make something, and uh, I had directed a couple things before this. This was like a a bigger uh, chunk of a storyline and a longer short film. And, and yeah, and then I raised some money for it so I could, uh, you know, do the film festival circuit and whatnot. And we got into Cannes. So I, it was a it was a it was a very, very, very incredible experience. And um, now I'm just like now I'm itching to do a feature. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations, yeah, sure. brother. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And then I got to direct Bobby's uh, TV pilot. Yeah. I showed that to Brandon, incredible yeah. experience. Yeah. That um, felt very similar. Like and Riker's 
being on set of Riker's thing totally inspired me to like go after that. And yeah, I agree with you guys. It was especially like when you're there's nothing when, better. There's, oh there's man, especially better. since it's, I was like kind of so... EPing it. Like I had my hands, and I was so passionate about it. It's the hardest I've ever worked in my in football. Anything like it was. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was the most amount of hours I ever and everything I gotta know the cut like I have I learned about things I never in a million years thought I would have which was a part of that <laughs> education that you were talking about and that was part of the fun and just seeing like exactly what you think like come to life that like it's like I even say it's like a better feeling than like kill, like killing on stage is, like an incredible feeling but getting a sack it kind of sparks that up too like football but just the, the the feelings that I felt like during that production and just being on set and just seeing like things happen was just like I get I get like goosebumps just thinking about it right now. I know, dude. I'm the exact same way. I'm like thinking about like those moments and like when when a take goes really really well or you try yeah. something and it just lands so well. It's just like there's nothing and just and just like better. I can just like remember just like and you guys know too. You're just like standing there and you're just like. Like everyone's just like working on like their own thing. Everyone's working so hard, and you just and you just like looking yeah. around, and people are just making stuff happen. And you're just like, this is so cool, dude. It's crazy. Who gets to do this? We do. <sighs> yeah. There you that's go. What, and we got to do it a lot more, man. We're all says. Yeah, that yeah for sure. And I think we're gonna be doing it a lot more. I think we're all on the trajectory of making some really cool stuff, and uh, I'm excited for it, man. Who are so, some but, of your biggest? Yeah, go ahead. I was Brandon. just gonna say, Brandon, what's your next? Uh, what's your next film? Are you doing? Do you have one ready to go? Are you working on something right now? So I actually got to sign a contract for a script that I'm, I'm going to be purchasing um, called Two Eyes Staring. Um, it's gonna be a great. It's gonna be a horror film. Um, so yeah, I'll sign my name on it. Go ahead and uh, option the script um, today or tomorrow. Uh, we were okay. negotiating since Thanksgiving with these writers, so we finally came to terms agreement they signed a contract i think on saturday and you know my legal team has been, been speaking to me all week about it but we're good to go so it's going to be a it's going to be a great year this year after we signed this one so this is going to be a little it's going to be like the biggest project i'm taking on it's probably going to be between a three to five million dollar budget nice. um got some people interested in it and um that's awesome yeah we got some work to do on the script there's some things i want to tighten up and uh right yeah. we'll sit and we'll start we'll start me and my producer, Chris Talbert, uh, we'll start working through it. My director photographer comes down. He actually lands today. After we get off the call, and we'll pick him up. And, nice. um, yeah, the, the process and the process and the grind starts, man. So I'm excited. Yeah, so exciting. So, so exciting. Yeah, the pre-production pre-production butterflies coming in, I bet. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you already know. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Are you? Do you guys have uh, dates set to start shooting, or are, is it is it just really really early stages since it's you really, signed the contract? Yeah, it's really really early. Um, you know, we didn't expect the negotiations to go this long, so uh. I expected to have the script signed in December. I had two investors uh, ready to uh, run for it right away, um, but since we pushed it out and just got the contract signed on Saturday, um, now I have to go back to those investors and. Um, but I, I still feel good about it. I'm just happy we got the deal done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about cool. uh, other um, filmmaking teams? You have you have your director. You have people set up, or no? I have one director that we uh, will be sending the script to, and then I have another director we're off to the script to. Of, of if 
Easter one director, he's actually busy with award season. He actually, I mean, he's a big time director. He just, uh, he's, he's got a his film that's doing really, really well. Um, they're up for some NAACP awards and things like that. But okay. um, I have another independent director that I work closely with, Brett Leonard. He did Lawnmower Man. Um, he did Virtuosity. So um, we'll be reaching out to Brett as well, get his thoughts, come on some rewrites and things like that. And he'll definitely be a producer. I bring him on board for every project that I like to work um, because he's I mean, he's been doing this for 30 years, right? So the guy knows right. his stuff. So, um, and this is your second feature, correct? This will be my second feature. Yeah, that's so exciting. That's so cool. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, Congrats, yeah but man. this one's this one's the stakes a little higher. You know what I mean? Three yeah, to five yeah, million. yeah. You so, said three to five million. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Hey. the stakes are a bit higher, but again, it's, you're uh, built for it for sure. Single location, um, for the most part. Nice. Um, oh, that's good. Just, That'll help a lot. Yeah, exactly. So I think, I think um, it's going to be a twelve to fifteen day shoot. So. We'll be we'll be working away, man, and just looking at where we're going to shoot it right now. I think in Tennessee, I like the tax credits that we get out of Tennessee right now, <laughs> yeah. um, and the landscape of Tennessee can really help this script. It's actually going to be shot like it needs to be shot in the south. Oh, That's gotcha. Awesome. That's sweet. Where do you? Uh, how do you feel about the nature of the filmmaking industry? Like in terms of like how much has changed toward. Now it's like everything's going on streaming. I, I'm interested to hear your perspective on like the business side of it is where you're not really like, you don't really think about like putting out theaters too much these days, right? It's all about streaming platforms and stuff. And then how do I also think like the business has changed with people's like attention spans and like what the demand is for film, like in the future of that? I think, um, like I said, it's very genre specific now. Um, you know, I, I watch everything, you know, I watched, uh, I'm watching like masters of the air right now on Apple. I, I watch it. I watch everything. So my, but I know like the cult following the horror films. I mean, people want to go to a movie and be scared. I mean, that's always going to have a theatrical feel, yeah. feel at, uh, you know, actions are always going to have a theatrical feel. Um, I think dramas are very difficult. Um, yeah. I think they have to be very well written. And the, the pacing of a drama has to be like your editor has to be on point for a drama because mm -hmm. I watch dramas. My son's uh, mother, you know, likes dramas. She but some of that stuff is a, a slow burn for me. So I'm not um, I'm not big into dramas. I know people say they, they like dramas and they may suggest a drama to me. But um, if the, the pacing of that drama is not not great for my attention span, I don't watch it. So I, I like to shoot films that that I know I like. I like to think I have a, a wide range of our, uh, of uh, of what I like to see. Yeah. The variety of what I like to see is all over the place. Like I like a good sci-fi, like, you know, Denise new his Dune series. I mean, I like the original Dune and what that guy's doing right now. He can give me 90 minutes, right? You know, yeah. but uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, I mean, flowers, I mean, that was three hours was Scorsese, right? I mean, he killed yeah, it, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, he got, you know, so I just think um, the market is has to be, you have to shoot in the sweet spot, right? Like, if you're going to do 30 million and it's a drama, I would be like, wow, you, you're, you got some guts. Um, <laughs> but if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's three to five million, right? And it's really good, and it's a, and it's good. It's a good film, right? And you have to go streaming. I mean, 
you're going there, but it's not it's not the the profit. It's getting the eyeballs. It's like who made that yeah. film that was a good movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and for so sure. because they have a business they have to run, right? But yeah. if they're gonna take your script or take your film, they have to at least cover your budget, right? Right. Yeah. So that's that's a win. The investors are winning. Everybody's walking away with a win. So I don't think the filmmaking aspect of you make it theatrical DVD like money, money, money. I think that's gone. It might be a one stop shop, but you got to kind of know where that's going to go. So I think what's happening is your pre-production and, and you kind of got to know where where your film is going to go is even more critical now than ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you kind of almost have to have a distribution deal before you're making the film. You kind of got to know where it's going. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And you said you have you, you said you have a son. How many kids you have? I have one man. He's four. He's four. He's four. He's a oh, so man. exciting! <laughs> oh my god! No, that's supposed to my comedy, man. I mean, my animation series based off yeah. you know him in um, oh, it's okay. about a, oh, it's being a bi- about being a biracial kid, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. And living in this world and, and uh, the stuff I see as being an African-American man, raising this little guy. And, then, you know, you know, I, I like to say I'm well versed. You know, I got friends that are black, friends that are white. You know, what if what if Bobby was the like only black woman, man? I mean, let's talk about that. Right. What if he only <laughs> dated sisters, man? Like, I just I just think there's so many niches out there now that uh-huh. you just look at it where like this is the first time where everybody's accepted. So why we yeah. all can't get along and play with it, right? Yeah, for sure. Right. And so we need to take advantage of that. Yeah. And That's cool. his jokes about his son in school and it's, <laughs> it's sports and stuff are so good. <laughs> I bet. How <laughs> you guys have played a bunch of shows together? Yeah, we've done a good we've gone yeah. we've gone on the yeah. road together I too. See, I, I mean I think I think we're up this Saturday, right? I think I see you. Yeah, Saturday, yeah, right? uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're well, up you guys the ha 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 comedy club. Yep, yep. Right on. Uh, up, up, yeah, up my there. film guy. We'll be filming up there, man. So we gotta get you on camera a little bit, man. Let's go. Be mic'd up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, we went to New Jersey together too. We did the stress That's right. factory. That's right. We 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 stayed. We uh we roomed together. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was oh, awesome. roomies. Okay. Yeah, we were rooming yeah. together. Yeah, yeah it, it was awesome. <laughs> Do so you, cool. what uh, did 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 rooming together? Did one of you have anything that the other one what drove the other one crazy? No, nah, we, we, we did well together, yeah. No, man, I mean, he takes all the ladies, unfortunately. I mean, look at the guy, but uh, other than that, I got no complaints, man. Yeah, it was, it was, it was no pickings for this guy in New Jersey, man. I went to bed every single night. Man. I was exhausted after those shows, man. Dude, yeah. They, every those night, were, man. Those were tiring for sure. Um, oh, I do want to say, though, like, I mean, you were, you were like a top-notch athlete, and you're still in, like, really good shape. I know you probably – and I'm the same way I compare it to what I – used to be i feel like i'm not as much but like we really like to talk about like health and wellness and being in shape and like so how do you how did you maintain that and like what do you do now to like uh, especially yeah. while you're filmmaking to like balance like your health and wellness like because dude it's a grind stand up filmmaking you know what i mean and like how do you like how do you stay intentional about like you know how how you work out and stuff like that you know it's like you try to stay as consistent as you can when you can i yeah. think i think you just don't fall completely off right so like you know 
I tell people I don't drink, which most people know I, I don't drink, but I, I can't say I'm not a drinker or I haven't drink or I won't have a drink. I mean, if it's something exciting, you just finished a film, I'll have an old fashioned to celebrate, you know, but yeah, I'm with you know, you, yeah. I, I, I'll take alcohol off the table because I like my calories. I like to eat. Right. So you can't do mm -hmm. both but with everything. And it's just staying, yeah. staying consistency. And when you do have time to hit the gym, you hit the gym and you try to make it a priority, at least a part of, you know, at least five days a week for yourself. Right. And, you know, cook a lot of meals at home, pre-prep, you know, when you're at home to cook, make multiple meals, right? Make like make a meal for the next two days, right? Yeah. So that, that helps me with that and just trying to make it a priority, but I'm not perfect, man. I know so many people that's dialed in in that, but when yeah. you dial in in that, let's say I was trying to be perfect there, it's no way I could do stand up, right? Yeah, because stand yeah. up, we have the late nights. We come home, we get home at three in the morning. You don't want to go to the gym at nine or no. ten o'clock. You want to sleep in a little bit, right? Yeah. So and I'm always right. starving after I do stand. Yeah, <laughs> and, you, and, and what's open, right? You yeah, know, you gotta get a burger on the way home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's true. You gotta. I love that, and that's really true. It's like you gotta like dial it in, like when you when you have the opportunity to, especially in this line of work. I'm start like I'm starting to slowly adjust toward i i kind of equate it to like even with stand-up or making a film it's like you have like seasons like you're grinding super hard and then like you yeah. do like nothing for a little bit and like at first i was like oh it's all over like what's going on like why am i not doing anything <laughs> but it's like but then i was like oh wait it's kind of like sports like you have your and you have like off seasons kind of like yeah you, know yeah, I mean? you gotta so have you yeah gotta like take that time for a yeah. deep rest and deep reset for mm -hmm. sure yeah and that's when I Balance. feel like I can, I can dial it in and then I just let it all go when I get exactly. like laser focused on something else. Yeah, that's cool. Brandon, what about prepping for a comedy show? Do you have any like uh, daily routines or rituals to get you ready to go? Um, you know, I write my sets um, the day of. You know, I go okay. through what I think is going to hit and then I try to tweak it for that demographic. Like, you know. Now, are you writing, like, bullet points, or are you writing, like, the whole thing out? It all depends on the joke, right? Like, okay. if, it's, if it's a joke that I need the bullet point, and I'm like, I'm going to see where this takes me based on, you know, the laughs I get back. Because um, yeah. there's some jokes where you, you can just, you can hit it, and there's a laugh, and then you can say, well, I can go here. I can yeah. continue to go here. But you mm -hmm. hit it, and it didn't hit the way you, Bobby, you know that feeling. When you, mm -hmm. you tell that joke, and like, oh. <laughs> all right let me pivot. let me get out of there right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh -huh. um no so it's all it all depends on the joke but you know i like to i like to give myself a reminder what bullet points of where i want to go and yeah. then fill out the crowd from there mm -hmm. but um the the ritual is i'm nervous as hell until they call my name so about <laughs> oh really three, three to four minutes like i'm like i get away from people i kind of what you know try to dial in look at my notes again and but i'm nervous until i'm walking the until i i'm walking up to get the mic i am wow. nervous as hell i yeah. definitely would not have guessed that you seem like you're just <laughs> cool calm and collected 24 7. i don't know any comic that's not nervous no I, oh, okay yeah i think i think it's yeah whenever i'm not it's not as good yeah and i i equate it more toward nervousness of like a roller coaster like it's not like a scared, but it's like a like. Oh it's no, like you're, you're just excited to go. Yeah, like excited, but you're also like kind of like it's like that. It's like a good nervous, but that also yeah, yeah, I yeah. think gives okay. me like 
And I'm like, if I'm not, like, sometimes I haven't felt that way. And then, like, I don't have, like, great energy. But I feel like when I do feel that, then I'm like, it, like, bursts out of me, like, really good. I kind of like it when nice. I feel like that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely get that going on stage. Uh, a, uh, yeah, it's not nervous, but it's just, like, it, it's, like, anxiety or uh, ex- it's just excitement. I'm just like, oh, yeah, let's fucking go, you know? No, but have you ever felt like you're going to forget everything? <laughs> no you just feel like you're gonna go up there and feel like you forget like you're like dude i don't know what i'm gonna to do once that happened to me er, like early on that happened to me once where i was like i i had to do it then like i just blank i was like what am i gonna say like i forgot like what's my order and i went up there and i just dude i bombed so hard because i was like i just totally forgot what I was just a say. brain fart just a gigantic brain fart oh yeah oh man that's yeah. so true yeah but that that's just stand up too you know you gotta have those and that's a little well. different that's like very mental for music or uh it's like muscle memory in, 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 in acting like on stage i've never forgot a line on stage like live but in film you're just like wait what's the line you know so it's yeah. like it's pretty chill in that world but yeah. music is like more muscle memory like i've definitely had points where i'm like wait how's this song start and then the drummer counts it off and i'm like oh that's what it is you know it just comes back it's like muscle memory yeah for sure yeah i heard someone say that like um it's either like anxiety and nerve like and nervous and like excitement it's all the same feeling like literally if you think yeah. about how what the feeling is it's the same it's just your mentality around it so like when you're nervous it's, different. it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah, it's the same feeling that you have when you're excited you just think it's different because of like what's going but literally like it's your body's same like reaction which is like kind of yeah. interesting when you can think of it like that you definitely feel better on stage when you're when you know what you're going to say and when you know that you have jokes that are gonna work, then you're like a lot more. Yeah, famous. when you're prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's so yeah, preparation true. is everything. Because I have, to have some sort yeah, of good prep. Yeah, like when you were seeing me in Denver, like I was like cool, like I had that excitement, but I was like cool because I knew I was gonna fly. But like the other day, I did a show that was like a new material night, so it was like oh, okay. all new stuff. And I was like, I got on stage, and like beforehand, I was like, I was a way more nervous than I was before because oh, I, I couldn't bet. just, yeah. I couldn't just like cruise in. I didn't have to look like in Denver. I didn't have to look at my notes. I'm like, I know what I'm gonna say. Like, and this one, <laughs> I was like, okay, I gotta fucking. And so it's like it was like it was a lot harder for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that brings up a good question for you guys as comics: Is there, like, do you have nights where you're like, all right, I'm only doing new stuff? Or do you like throw in new stuff here and there to like kind of test it out? Go ahead, Brandon. You go first. Um, you you have nights where you're gonna only. It all depends on your timing, right? I mean, if it's new stuff, you only got so much, right? So if it's a seven minute set, I could be like, hey, I'm gonna do all new stuff. You know, I don't. I'm not. You know, and I'm filming it. I can I can see what's where I'm going. If it's a a fifteen minute, twenty two minute set, where I'm like, all right, I gotta get these people on my side before i start yeah. to sprinkle in yeah, some new sense. stuff right so um it all it all depends on the, the timing instead of even even location because you can get to a location and something in the news or something you saw or just something demographically that's funny you're like i can sprinkle this in right away and yeah. then i you know so it, it all depends on the comic but i think your set's always evolving like i've seen bobby get into his jokes so like i've seen the progression of him like it's Mm. funny because when we do work together i haven't probably worked with him for like you know maybe a month or even longer 
so I'm always excited to see, all right, now let me see what this cat's up to this time, right? Because oh, yeah, yeah, how, where, cool. where is he going to go to get into where he's going to, his sweet spots, right? And yeah, that's mm-hmm. the, the evolve. Like, you just see comics that you get to work with often, how much they evolve. It's like, whoa, this dude is, is, is on a, he's on a whole nother level as he was last time I seen him. Right, cool. right, 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 yeah. yeah. I feel the same way about you, yeah. That's the really cool thing about like doing shows and how small the comedy community really is. Cause when you, you do shows with people and they don't see them for a while and then you're like, Oh my gosh. Like you get to like rewatch like that, like a whole new thing for them. And it's like, it's like really cool. It's like watching like sequels to like good movies that you like. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah let's go. That's cool. That's a good yeah, reference. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But I always, I always push. I've always tried to push myself to always, it also depends on, like, the show, like, the stakes of, like, the show. Like, if, if I'm, like, featuring for something like Ian and it's, like, a thousand-person theater, I'm not going to try anything out. I'm, like, I want to – this yeah, has yeah, got to be – Yeah, going with your – Yeah, your like, I'm not going to bring the vibe down. I'm going. But behind the scenes, I think rather than – and I'm uh, – like, if it's, like, a like, like Brandon said, like, a shorter set, <clears throat> like, maybe a lighter club venue or something, I'll, like, push myself always to, like, throw in one new bit or idea. Um, but yeah. I'm also always trying to not, if it's not a completely new idea, I want to always push myself to always add a new punchline to an existing joke or expand on a joke. You know what I mean? Rather than come up with a whole oh, new okay. idea, come up with more funny things. And I think that's like one of the best ways I feel like for me, like have been growing my material. It's just like, instead of coming up with a bunch of new ideas, just expanding on like the, the jokes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Running with. So that's kind of what, stuff. that's that kind of what I do to like yeah. try new, new stuff. And then, and then if it's like a new material now, I really push myself to like go super hard, but it's scary. dude. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Brandon being a stand-up comedian and a film producer, are you, you've got to have some interest in doing comedies eventually, right? Comedy movies. Yeah, I do. It's funny you say that. Like, you know, I think, I think it's time for us to see that comedy feature film that was low, low budget and maybe was written okay, but the talent that was like like the Friday, like the improv was there yeah. to uh-huh. make that be a great feature and the director is in there and the director understands the beats of comedy and understands yeah. like we got a hitter here, you know? Um because I think what's happening with doing comedy is you watch some of these, these, these films and you're like, how in the hell they could have done that without the budget and those names, like those names, like, you know, and, and so I just think, um, that's what's missing right now. I think everyone's always caught up with how much, what's the budget, you know, how much I'm getting paid. This is everybody's worth of uh, imaginary number. I think what's going to have to happen for me to do a comedy for me, I need a group of comics that I know has strong improv. We turn the cameras on, we get them in certain scenes. We yeah. say the lines, right? It's written, but then it's like, all right, let's play with this a little bit. Let's improv here. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. put, 100%. you put like 85 minutes of that together. And I think that's, that's my dream. Like, if you want to know my dream of doing a comedy, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. only way. I, I'm not going to buy a comedy. I'm not going to read a comedy script because I'm too much of an asshole to read a comedy script and go, this whole script was funny. Like, because I, yeah. I know I know, I do stand-up comedy, so I know there's going to be lows in my performance mm-hmm. because I'm either setting up a joke to go somewhere else or I have to re-pivot because that joke didn't get received well. 
So I just don't like the fact when I see these films that should be comedy where I know like that script didn't match that actors and that performance. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Sure. Like Chris yeah. Tucker in the, in the Friday, what made that legendary is him and ice cube, the way they, they vibed off each other and every character, you can't tell me those lines were written that way. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, you read, I read the script for a wedding crashers and Vince Vaughn is all like, no, he almost says no lines that is written. It's all yeah. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And Chris Tucker, gosh, one of my all-time favorites, man. He is so freaking funny. I've probably seen Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3, like, probably 25 times each. <laughs> Did he, Okay, uh, do you think he was spot on on those lines, or he improv? Oh, there's no way. No, yeah. he's no way, right? 90% yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that video that you posted of when you were in, Ch- Ch- were you in China, and you were recreating the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I was in Shanghai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to watch that now. Yeah, you got to check yeah. that out, yeah. Um, so I, I, my passion is I'm going to do a comedy one day. It's going to be super yeah. low budget. I'm going to have a awesome cast. It's more for me just getting that, that net of cast people that right. understands like my direction or cause I want to direct it. I'm not even gonna lie. I want to direct it. Like my direction yes. is not against you as a person. It just flows better. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like in the comedy world, like Bobby can, tell me like b if you if you take that joke and tweak it here it'd be a little more funnier or i can say that to him right but right. when you as a director you know when you get into certain people and you're trying to direct them it's, it's a little bit of an ego sometimes <laughs> or yeah, they yeah. think their everybody way is the has best. a everyone has a way of getting to the getting them to do what you need them to do for sure yeah. right yeah. and then it's sometimes where it's just like they got it right like that's yeah. the guy let him say whatever the hell he wants and that was mm-hmm. funny yeah let it live right so yep yeah, no, that's true. I mean, and the world needs some, some good old school comedies. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes, we need. I yeah, want to bring them back. I want to bring them back sure. so bad. So, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, awesome, that's the feature that I want to do is is comedy and and with like a a touch of action. So it's 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 an action comedy, but the comedy comes first. So that's uh yeah that's I'm I'm right there with you guys. Comedy, we need we need more comedy films. So yeah. real quick now, Brandon, top four favorite movies all time. Go. Ooh, Dune would be one. Uh, the original. The original. Um, okay. Yeah, the the original. Um, Training Day. Training um, Day. Oh, yeah. so good. And this is no order. Sicario. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, dude, so, it's shot so well. It's so um, good. That? Tombstone. Tombstone. That's, that's a, on my list. Oh, that's a great that. one too. That that you that's know. real filmmaker uh, filmmaker answer for sure. Absolutely. And 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 then Friday. You know what? That yeah. was just so special how they did that. So, yeah. you know. But you know, Tombstone. I tell everyone like Val Tombstone. Kilmore killed that film, bro. Yeah. Like yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. I've heard he so is much Doc about Holliday. this. I've not seen it. Yeah. Oh my sure. god. That, that I if it's like it's like Shawshank Redemption for me. Like if yeah. it's on. I'm going to watch it. Like, it's, it's yeah, on. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't care where I see Andrew Frame at. I'm going to sit there and start watching it because that's just <laughs> one uh, of those films yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I cannot yeah. wait to watch this film. Yeah. You're like the fourth or fifth person that have, has mentioned Tombstone to me in I the last Tombstone. six months. And I just haven't gotten around to it, but it's on the list. Amazing. Great stuff. Good, good, good choices, well, too. I'm going to yeah. have to watch the original Dune now. 
Because I've seen the new. I actually, I don't think I've seen the original Dune. I gotta check that out. It, you know, yeah, they, I haven't seen it. The original one. I mean, I just something I watched as a kid, right? And it was funny to watch them group such a story, you know, yeah. in in, yeah. in ninety minutes, and now you get to watch Denise Villeneuve take his time with it, right? right. And he's got a kick-ass cast and what he's doing, what that guy does from CGI to what's actually shot on sets and how he merges that all together. I yeah, just haven't well seen done. any. I mean, Christopher Nolan is probably the other guy that does it, like at his le- at those levels, right? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Well, Brandon, well, what else? What What do you want the people want to know about anything? Like, co- you know, you got a lot of things coming up, but like uh, things coming up in a short period amount of time. Where they can find you on socials, everything, just anything you want to say to the people. So my Instagram is brand b r a n Johnson at uh, brand Johnson Comedy brand Johnson Comedy right there. Um, you can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Facebook. My animation project, a sizzle reel, will be coming in June. Uh, we'll nice. give people a little snippet of that somewhere That's on the cool. social. We'll start that page. We'll kick that off. Start shopping that. Uh, Two eye staring. That's gonna be that's gonna be signed today, so a feature film will pop up in my IMDb. Um, go. go check out the current film, uh, the Chimera Effect, on Apple yep. Plus, and it's uh, also on Amazon, and you can see it on Tubi. Uh, keep supporting independent filmmakers. Um, yes. Keep supporting this podcast, and I mean, you know, everybody just it's room for everybody, man. So everybody just keep working hard and keep supporting each other. We'll be all right. That's so true, man. There's room for everybody. Everybody can, everyone can succeed and and do amazing things. And yeah, we just keep supporting each other and spreading the good vibes. Awesome stuff. Yeah, incredible. Well, thanks so much for for coming on, Brandon. I I admire you so much. Your work ethic. We're very like minded in so many ways, and uh, I know we're gonna be doing some really cool stuff together. So it's really cool to bring you on the pod and uh, hear about all the cool stuff you got going on, man. So thank you so much Appreciate for your time. It. And, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Brandon. It was great right. meeting you. Thanks for sharing the stories and wishing you nothing but the best. And hopefully we can uh, work on a film someday. Please, yeah, please go. reach out. Let's get it, let's get let's it going. Let's do it. Let's I'm go. looking let's for a director, it. man. I'm looking for a director, so I'll hey, keep you posted. Uh, you keep me, You let me know. I'll, I'll send you my, I'll send you my short that Bobby and I did so you can please, see dude, my please, style. Please, brother. Please, Absolutely. please. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, you guys. Awesome. Well, yeah, Roger, do you want to bring us out? Hey. You guys are awesome. This has been Glass Half Full with Riker and Bobby. Laters. See you on the other side.